Welcome everyone to Above and Beyond Affiliate Marketing. I am your host, Jason Ryland. Today we're going to continue the conversation about the seven ways to bounce back from failure. Now, it's been some time when we're going back to this, there was some time we talked about the the avoidance approach and the other approach to bouncing back from failure. And I want to let you guys know that there there has been time before the last the last episode you know just like anything else life happens and you got you got to take care of things but not to stress we're here today and we're gonna start kind of jumping right into the meat and potatoes this whole thing because we're gonna really talk about the bouncing back from failures and making it kind of a spectacular comeback. And I think a spectacular comeback is your only option, right? You can't turn back time. You can't go back and do everything over again. You can't curl up and die and you can't just sit in a corner and just wish it away. You, you might, you, you know what? That's, you might feel like that. You might want to, but I'm going to tell you guys, there's only one way that's open to you, and that is the way forward, okay? So make sure you do that. So that's also how you can come back from failure, because there's nothing less than your brilliance at work when you're bouncing back from failure, okay? And this... Going forward, we're going to talk about the seven steps that is actually going to help you through this process. Now, today, I think we're going to just cover the first three steps because we can get into this a lot. But I want to slow it down a little bit and give you guys time to think about at least the first three steps getting into this. And then we'll, we'll just we'll step it kind of have our little mini goals as you hear me talk about and get into the the bigger picture okay so step one uh step one uh from bouncing back from failures is that you have to realize that everyone fears failure okay and more precisely it terrifies us terrifies me i can't think about i've failed and and it gets you internalize it and you just it gets terrifying and there's a word to this um when you're actually going through this and you have so many of these negative connotations and these words that i talk about is that you say loser stupid negligent inferior Poor performer, not having what it takes. And this list is endless. Oh, it makes me just sick even talking about it. Because you have to confront your fear of failure by reflecting on the following. Write this down. You have to. Failure is always temporary. Failure doesn't last forever. Life goes on and ultimately it becomes forgotten. By you and everyone else. Really digesting this can be very powerful because it cuts your fear by half. 
just by doing that. Just as life goes on and on and on, it just it, it'll cut that in half right away. Now, the one thing that I want to tell you is that we know that something we fear that is temporary, we don't have to fear it as much, do we? So if we think about this failure and we're going to bounce back from this and we say, hey, uh, this happened, but it's temporary. I don't have to be afraid of this so much. And drill that thought into your brain. It's it's an instant fear of failure buster is what I call it. Okay, you want to bust? Do you want to bust failure? Say, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna do this, and I might fail, but um, I, I know it's just gonna be temporary. So let's do this and and see what happens. Now, another way that you you can you can uh, bounce back from failure is try not to be perfect, you guys. Don't cling to trying to be perfect at everything you do. Because sometimes it's not really failure we fear, but the thought of doing something less than perfect. So you're achieving a less than perfect result. And then that less perfect outcome becomes a perfectly uh, adequate <laughs> outcome. And this you've already set yourself up. So now you're setting yourself up for this this failure and this mediocre, just this outcome um, doesn't mean that you failed. Taking action towards your goals, taking action towards anything, even if it doesn't come out the way that you, you thought, you did something. And that's more than, than most of the guys sitting next to you. Who knows? That you look at so many people that that do the wishes, shoulda, coulda, woulda stuff, and you're taking that action, you're doing that one thing, and it may not be perfect, and you may think, well, that just sucks, or this is just mediocre. Sorry for using the word. That I'm just I, that just gets a clear distinction to remember: perfection is not attainable at all just not you you know what you know the only being in in the universe is perfect is god and god is law and that's it god's perfect so and by that it's just not attainable for for us so now failure also helps you grow think about this Failing teaches you an invaluable lesson that nothing else can. Have you ever looked at it that way? This is important because that's not to say that you should welcome failure. But when you see it as a challenge, life can give you that lesson and it will help you grow. And you certainly can't fear that, can you? I, I, I can hear some of your guys' uh, uh heads rattle, right? If if you see failure as, a, as something that, oh, well, it was actually it's a challenge, and if that's to help me grow, you can't fear it because it's helping you grow, right? 
makes sense. It, 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 let's embrace this, you guys, because I want you to also embrace your successes with this. Because we all have our brilliant successes that make us glow with pride. We all have our unique talents and skills that make us feel good about ourselves. And when we confront any of our fears of failure, and and you take that and combine that with all your achievements, and you know what will continue, you'll start making more and more great decisions and have more outstanding successes despite any setbacks along the way. You get that? Doesn't matter because you've confronted that. And the more you conquer that, you have more successes, it just opens up. Now, I want you guys to do this. Do a failure analysis. Painful as it may be, you know what I I I, I talked to my wife about about doing these planning goal and things and stuff like that. She goes, Well, that's what you do. You know, that's she goes, I don't do those things. You do those things. And so we compromise on that. But I need you guys to sit down with me and say, hey, let's do a failure analysis. I Again, painful maybe you need to go back and try to identify what went wrong. Okay? This is a key step that will help you avoid making the same mistakes next time. Okay? Sometimes it's not possible to pinpoint a sink, just a single cause or a single factor what happened. But if reliving and assessing the experience will give you a general sense of when things began to go downhill. Okay, this is another key way to be aware of these warning signs in the future. Because if you do this failure analysis, it's a process that is applied to any of your projects, your business projects, your relationship projects. Relationship can be a project, guys. It, um, Guys and gals, it, it can be something that your your uh, your your work, your management, whatever it is, because it's just that basic framework that can be used to assess any type of setback. Okay, and you can apply it by going through the following questions, guys and <laughs> gals. Write this down, please, because you're you're gonna want to do this. Okay. All right, now, write this down. Assess your skills and expertise. Assess them. I talked about this earlier. I talked about this in in internalized motivation. I've talked this with other successes and failures. So, assess your skills and expertise. Because, was the failure due to a certain skill or an expertise that you lacked? Hmm? You got to think that, right? Because if it was, then why would you beat yourself up and say, I failed at something and, and you would consider, well, maybe I just need a whole, I need to hone up on this skill or expanding your scope on this expertise. Or like I do on some of this stuff, I say, say, I don't have that skill at the point. I mean, I can learn it. Anybody can learn anything. I can be uh, have the expertise on this or or that in my business, 
But I also want to say, I know somebody that actually knows how to do that. So that's where we open up our our uh, Rolodex <laughs> and take it out and say, I know somebody that has that skill and expertise, and I can use that in my business. Makes sense. You're not failing. You're just finding other opportunity to do what you do best, and that's build and grow your business. Okay. Uh, or build and grow your relationship. Build and grow, put, put whatever you want at the end. Doesn't matter. This works. All, I, I know I talk about affiliate marketing a lot and entrepreneur goals a lot. You can apply this stuff to your daily life. Guaranteed. Okay. Because you have to think, was there, write this down too. Was there an alternative? Could there have been anything done differently? What alternative decisions or action could you had led you to a successful outcome? And was this alternative considered? That's powerful, guys, because that's exactly what I was talking about before. Skills and is there an alternative to what that you want to do? You you set yourself up. You, a lot of times we set our own selves up for failure because we don't have the the mindset, skill set, the basic knowledge of what we're trying to accomplish and we need to do it and we want to tackle it all i i've wanted to do everything in editing and you know i have i have my my business skills and i am a uh recognized as a professional affiliate marketer you know i got certificates and awards and also otherwise and and uh a lot of that stuff do i know how to build sales funnel you bet i do do I do I want to all the time? No. I sometimes I I, I don't have an I quite a great idea for a sales funnel. I reach out to other people and I say, you know what, build this funnel for me. And then they do it, you know, and of course that's monetary, so I have to pay them something. And if I don't if it's really not up to my standards, I just tweak it. I have it my sales funnel I tweak it the way that I want it and it's and it's done I mean I don't I don't have to uh, build everything okay so there's alternatives now you also have to think is there a breakdown in communication now this is a common issue guys because that leads to bad outcomes if you identify that this is the problem and communication is your your breakdown you have to further pinpoint that and what was not communicated and if it wasn't communi- communicated well and by whom was it you was it the you know what wasn't communicated well uh, that's the lot of failure that happens in business that we think we hear what we hear and we try and convey that message to somebody else and it's not what we heard at all. Okay? Our mind plays that because we fill in the blanks. If everybody talking to somebody, somebody's telling a story and you already, you're already thinking of the story that you're going to say when they're done, 
you've stopped listening to them. Your communication was shut off because now you got something in queue and the communication just is going, you're not listening anymore. You're just gonna, now you're just gonna, what I call verbally vomit <laughs> all over the place because you just have something in queue. You're not taking a step back to listen to what somebody is saying. Anyways, that's the breakdown of communication. Now, the one important thing that we know is that the biggest factor and that is contributed to this failed outcome. Now, you know what? Hey, let's just have that as a separate section. Write this down. What was your biggest factor that contributed to a failed outcome? Any failed outcome, okay? Because if you identify this in several several factors, narrowing them, narrowing them down, and you, you'll get down to one single factor, and if you can avoid that, you can... That'll lead you to a better outcome. I mean, just go down the list. Say, what was the biggest thing that happened? What contributed to that happening? And what was the outcome of that? And if and if you can just kind of pinpoint that, wow, you have a better outcome already. You have you literally can just pull that out, pull that out, and. Another thing that you want to write down is, was there an unexpected factor that led to the failure? That's different from before because we're talking about outcome that contributed. Now, is something unexpected happened? Okay. What happened that was just not, that was not in your control? Okay. What was it really unexpected or could it have been planned for? Ooh, that get you guys. Because a lot of that, a lot of what we do, we have to plan. It's called conscious living. We got to make sure that we have a plan. We have to have discussions. We got to know what's going on. And are we failing to take action on our definite chief aim? Have we wrote down our business plan? Do we have a mission? Do we know what your next steps are? A lot of you guys would be like, no, I'm just kind of winging it. I'm throwing ads out there hoping something sticks. You know, you know what? I can see why you're failing. It's a hard truth, but you can see it. You don't have a plan. You you it's not unexpected anymore. You know. So let's go in the next one. That leads us up to what? Was it your fault? Okay. If it was a group effort, now if you have a project that you're doing with a group. You have to look at it. How did you personally contribute to the failed outcome? Oh, yes. That's that's so true. Guess what? If you're in a group and the and the group fails, you don't go, well, we did it and we tried and da, da, da. You know what? Take a step back. Think about how did I personally contribute to this failed outcome? Don't ever point the finger and saying, well, you know what? This bonehead did that, or she did this, or that did that. That does not help you find out the root of the problem. Look at yourself first, always. And then find out how you can find solutions. Okay? 
because unless we learn to analyze our failures, we'll never learn from them. That's a shame because failure can be an amazing opportunity for growth and advancement. You heard me say it before. Failure is just another way of being amazing because it gives you that amazing opportunity for growth and development. It just is, you'll love it. Okay. Now we're going to, this is, we're going to wrap this up with part three. Now, this is part three to bouncing back from failure. You have to be tough. And transparency is key. You got to be transparent with yourself. A big part of bouncing back from failure involves you owning up, taking responsibility for your actions. Playing the victim game and throwing the blame might make you feel better, but subconsciously, you're giving yourself a license to fail again because it's never your fault, right? If he did that, if he didn't do this, if she did do that, and he didn't do that, and you know, you play that game, you know what, and you're just going to give yourself a license to fail again. If you don't take accountability and responsibility, um, and you're just throwing blame around, you'll just, you'll just do it again. It's, it's brutally honest. I know. But you have to be brutally honest with yourself because you have to identify the faults. And it'll make you squirm. It will. And you'll have embarrassment. And you'll have shame. And this will give you the harsh awakening that you need. It's You just didn't make it through life. Not because something, because somebody was mean or didn't like you or this happened or, you know, is any of that really it, true into why you, you're playing the victim here? Is it anything that involves you owning up and taking responsibility for? Okay. You got to have honest self-reflection. You need to identify the real reason. It could be that you didn't, you you didn't have your own uh, self-esteem. You didn't have your own self uh, assurance. You know, maybe maybe you felt like this was a, a honest self-reflection of of your own failure, and you did something. Stupid, and now you now you'll you're gonna identify the real reason behind it, because you know maybe you just really didn't listen. Maybe you really weren't listening to the other uh, other person or other business partner, or other relationship partner. Maybe it was you that weren't really listening to what what the goals were, what was really happening. Because if you didn't really listen to what was the, what was being asked of you, 
or worse, you lied and the other person saw through it, that, that is a whole different thing. And, and we need to think that um, you're sending the wrong messages, even with your body language. You can pick it up in a heartbeat. Now, you may have lost that important person in your life. It might be a client, a spouse. It could be just something that's going on in your life that, that now because of that, because of what you deemed this embarrassing failure happened and you lost that that person um, and then you say, well, maybe it was just not the right fit, right? Maybe it was, maybe I was wrong, but maybe it was just not the right fit because you know what? I'm, I'm just, you know, doing what I can and yeah, I'm, I'm doing that. But now you're playing the victim. You're throwing the blame. You know, stop doing that. You know, you got to be tough and you got to be transparent. Transparency is going to get you, going to get you the ownership of, of the awakening, the harsh awakening that you're going to need. Okay. I know it's, I'm just getting down on you, but I tell you what, you're, you're not asking the questions and you're not coordinating with, with your spouse, your colleagues, your business partners. I, it doesn't matter what, what it is. You play part in it. Even if the others are guilty as well, you play a part in that. So, whether you failed an exam, whether you failed at a relationship, or you failed at an ad, or failed at, at you know, the on and on and on. I, I could go on. You know, I, I could actually go on up above genius level, right? Um, it's because you weren't well prepared. You weren't well prepared. You know you should have spent more time dealing with the issue at hand than running away from it. You should have spent more time dealing with the things that were in front of you than just turning your back on it and going the other direction. Okay? So, you know what you should have done and you should spend less time doing doing the other stuff and spend more time on the successes, the successful part of, of uh, building uh, your legacy, building your business, building your relationship. Base that on your successes. Okay. So I'm going to wrap this up. I tell you guys, I know this is going to get, this is just part three, but Always be brutally honest and give yourself some tough love. All right. It's at, at any rate, you, you have to have some responsibility for your failures. You just do no matter how small, no matter how big, own up to it and your comeback will be much smoother. Okay. That's it for today. Thank you all for listening. 
If you like this, please follow us at Rideland Media Group on Facebook. We're on we're actually on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're all over the place. Um, tomorrow we're gonna actually start uh, with part four, and that's gonna we're gonna learn to refrain from failure. So now we are here for you. Leave us a voice message on our on our podcast. We'd love to have you part of the show. Um, we we had a special guest that was signed up um, to actually uh, be on us. We don't know where that's going on right now. We had it all set up, and it's it's um, you know you can consider that. Um, and that we play a part in that too, right? So, uh, may you forever be richer. We'll see you tomorrow. Take care.